Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bounds of Opinions podcast with your boy, Kingy Crush Glass, and my homegirl. Free Free La. And Manila. Da Vinci. And our guest today. Hey, I'm Danny. Okay, so we're going to get into a conversation talking about the Dominican Republic outlook on black people and them not realizing that uh, I kind of feel that the majority black, majority of the Dominican people are black. And Danny here is going to uh, give us a little insight to her experiences dealing with that side of the, the truth of them not realizing that sometimes they're putting down their own people. So, where would you like to start? Hmm. Were you, actually, sorry, were you born in the Dominican Republic? No, I wasn't. I was born here in Canada. Okay. But your family's from there, correct? Yeah. So, part of my family's from Antigua and the okay. part from the Dominican Republic. And um, I didn't grow up there, but I grew up in Canada and Antigua. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't really notice any of their views on race until I visited there okay. and until I lived um, in the States in Massachusetts, which has a huge Puerto Rican Dominican community. And uh, yeah, their views are interesting when it comes to identifying as a black and uh, towards black people. Okay. Okay. Um, how many times have you visited the Dominican Republic? Like, was it just like a one-time stay there or kind of you have family out there and every once in a while you go up there and see them or? Yeah, so I still have family there. Um, I haven't been back for like a, a long visit in a, in a very long time. Like, I think the, time, the last time that I went was like maybe like eight years ago and I stayed there for like almost a month. And then um, through my job, I'd have like layovers in there sometimes, so but, yeah. Okay. Um, your so your experience there. Mm -hmm. Did you firsthand like see when you first got there, or did you notice like subtleties and then you started asking questions? Yeah. So it started out with li noticing little things, you know, like from kind of from the moment I got there, like they, a lot of people couldn't believe that I was Canadian. A lot of people have this view that darker skinned um, people are automatically Haitian. So, you know, there's like, there's some tensions between Haitians and Dominicans on the island. Um, for, for you know the the story goes back like a like way way back those tensions still kind of exist today and just like little things like how did you get this passport where were you born like asking questions on the mic my whole lineage when the person before me who was lighter skinned no questions asked passport open stamp boom there you go you know but then there's me and I'm in this little like interrogation and I didn't really understand it. And then you just see the way 
some people, not all, but you see the way some people treat Haitians that live there. And I started to ask questions. I was like, well, these are the things that I'm noticing. Like, why do they get treated differently? Why don't I see them working in certain places? Why are they looked down upon so much? Why do you tease darker skinned family members by calling them Haitian? You know, it doesn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to me and kind of started getting answers. And then I started to see where all of this deep rooted beliefs come from. It's like passed down from generations. Yeah, yeah like, sorry to interrupt you, but why mm-hmm. would they just assume that they're Haitian? Like, that just seems very weird to me. I'm a darker skinned person, as we all know, right? Mm-hmm. I'm usually people's, oh, are you from Africa? They don't say, are you Haitian? Yeah, but you have to understand that the other side of the Dominican Republic is Haiti. So for them, yeah. that's what their proximity is. You're, I think, DJ, thinking of it in a Canadian or North American context. Mm-hmm. And this is what the experience is for that island, regardless which side that you're on, right? So when you're on the Dominican Republic side and you do see a darker skinned person, you're assuming that they're a Haitian and in the eyes of uh, some people in uh, the Dominican Republic, their ideal is that the Haitians are actually very low on the totem pole. You know, they're the uneducated, they're the, and I said I wouldn't do this term, but they're the niggas, right? They're, They're the niggas of the Caribbean. Those are your Haitians. And also, too, with the Spanish colonialists, you know, that that came in and created um, through whatever means on their side, which is now the Dominican Republic, right? Of course, it just, it's almost equivalent to in the States when you have a light-skinned person that's mixed with white. Now you have on this island, the Dominicans, which are Africans mixed with Spanish. So now that you're lighter, you're you're closer to being non-black. So therefore you are better. Continue with the story, Danny. Sorry. I, I just wanted to ask that question because we, like I said, this podcast isn't for me just to teach people. It's for me as well to learn because that was always my biggest problem when it came to Puerto Ricans and, and you know, Latinos in general. It's like, yo, you're us. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, you don't have the same nose, but our complexions are very close to each other, especially once you get to the fairer skin blacks who are full black, but they're just fairer skin. Like their skin is just lighter. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It, it doesn't mean that they're any different. You know what I mean? But continue, sorry. No, it's it's very true. Um, there's a lot of, of history, the history of rivalry between the two. It's, it's essentially one island, you know, and it used to be all one country. And then um, until the Spanish side came and, you know, that's where the Dominican Republic started. And then you have like uh, um the Spaniards trying to come in and colonize, but the Dominican Republic was, it did have, it was more of a black country, you know, Um, until they had, you know, certain leaders, um, one in particular named um, Leonidas Trujillo, 
he was, I think he, he was the president in like this up to the sixties or something, thirties to the sixties. And he had, um, Haitian heritage himself. However, he was lighter skinned. He used makeup to try and like, you know, appear a lighter hue. And he went around, um, encouraging like, uh, European settlers to come in to make the country as wide as possible. And I think one of one of the biggest uh, reasons why, according to some of my family members, I still live there, why um, some Dominicans have like animosity towards them is that they think, I think it's, it's stupid, but I, they think that, you know, the Haitians will kind of retaliate for what was done to them in the past, because that particular leader went across the island and slaughtered thousands of darker even darker skinned dominicans and haitians to try and whiten the country as much as he could um so it's i don't know it's interesting but at the same time i didn't really hear anyone say like i'm not black in on the island but they have different ways to say that you are not white if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense yeah, they they could say in, in whatever language, "Hey, I'm biracial," or you know what I mean, or yeah. you know what I mean, I'm I'm mixed. Yeah, you right? have like they have terms like like uh, dark white, cinnamon, dark Indian, lighter Indian, dark brown, light brown, and then you have like black, negra, or like morena, like brown skin. You know what I mean? But like. The whenever I, when I first heard someone say that I like I'm not black I'm Dominican was actually in Boston, in Massachusetts, and um, at my school and it was someone that looked just like me. Crazy. Like to go, to go back a little bit when you say that they're afraid that the Asians were going to retaliate, mm-hmm. it sounds like what we're going through right now throughout the whole world. Mm-hmm. Not to turn this crazy, but the fact that white people in power don't want to give up that power because they're afraid that black people will now retaliate is a common thread throughout oppressors. Notice I said oppressors. I'm not naming a color to it because there's there's all forms of oppression. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're afraid that the people that they're oppressing, if they get power, that they're going to do onto them what they did on to them. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, maybe those people won't do that. They'll just want everything to be fair and square. Yeah, you're going to have a couple radical people who want to take it to the 10th degree, but I don't think everybody's on that. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So the fact that that man or those people or that president feels like, yeah, you know, they're going to turn around and do what we did to them shows that their their, their conscience is really, really getting to them, but mm-hmm. they don't know how to reconcile and just say, okay, you know what? We can't erase the past, but let's build for the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question for you is, um, you speak the language, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so have you ever been in any situation where, um, let's just say, for instance, the lighter Dominicans have been like, you know, talking behind your back or, you know, talking about you? Of course. <laughs> okay, please enlighten us, please. And it's not like, it's not even just like 
Dominicans. Um, I used to work at a Mexican airline, for example, in Calgary. And the amount of times people would just, just talk straight mess about me in front of like to my face, like right in front of my face. And the first, I remember the first time that happened to me, I was just like, okay, well, what do I do? I like, I kind of got heated and I was like, well, no, I don't want to just like perpetuate all their ignorant beliefs. Let me just take a breather. And I responded back in Spanish. Like the man's face turned bright red. Like he was so embarrassed. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you spoke Spanish. And I was like, well, maybe you should think first before you act like there's and like he came from Colombia. And the funny thing is, there are so many black people in Colombia, yeah. True. which yeah. makes no sense why you would think that somebody black wouldn't be able to speak Spanish or understand you. Can, can, can I say something to you? Ignorance is bliss. So yeah. when you speak a foreign language, e e even for, for, for me and, and my, my cousin and I, we speak Patois. It's just broken English. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people don't understand it, but it's just like, dude, we're just leaving a word out or we're pronouncing something in a different way. You know, wagwan. It's what's going on. Come on, man. You know, pig Latin ixnay on the usta or whatever the heck they say. You know what I mean? Like it's words are backwards and all that extra stuff. If people would just open their mind, they would realize that anybody that you meet. Could be speaking a language that you speak, and they don't have to tell you. You could be saying all you want to say about them, and they turn around and reply back to you politely, like, "Yeah, I guess that's how you feel." And then, like you said, turn ghostly white or ghostly red. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no need for a sorry. That's what's in your heart. Yeah, that's what's in your heart. I tell people that all the time. I don't care about liquor. I don't care about all of the stuff. When you start to attack somebody because of their color because of your beliefs of what that color brings mm -hmm. to your heart. Racism is not something that's just born, it's taught. So, you know, him having that outlook and talking to you that way, he was raised like that. Yep, I definitely believe. And it's something that happens often, but I've, I've, I have learned to just let it, you know, brush off my shoulder. It doesn't bother me as much as it does, it did before, but it just, it just amazes me how ignorant some people are like, it makes me wonder, like, why why is blackness hated so much? Like, even in Mexico, there is a black community in Mexico. However, they were only included in the census back in like in 2016. You know, like they were just a whole community of people just ignored. It like that's a whole different story, but especially coming from people that that look like you. It doesn't make sense to me at all. It doesn't like when I say, and I don't, I don't know if I should say that all of them are racist because I don't think that would be a fair statement. I just think that there are so many ignorant beliefs that are etched in their brains just from generations of, you know, teachings. It it's gonna take a while to kind of get rid of it, and it goes down to like. If I were to go back there, maybe, yeah, when I did with natural hair, the first thing they'd say, oh, well, maybe you should go down to the salon and get, get it straightened because it looks better. You know, you look more professional, like this looks messy. You know, this looks like you didn't take care of yourself, you know? And um, like every corner, 
there's a salon every like a uh, corner shop you know they sell things like bleaching creams and bleaching creams and relaxer yep exactly exactly and it's it's fascinating to me because the minority in that country are the white people like you know and some of them aren't even pure white you know <laughs> the african ancestry in that country runs deep and i think that the self-hate it does run deep as well but like and i don't know like should we call it self-hate or should we just call it ignorance like no it's it's, it's self-hate you think so? it's, it's hate that's passed that was, up. That was the me? design of the mm -hmm. colonialists right because yeah. how can you uh overtake mm -hmm. or wipe out an entire system of people if you don't mess with their mind because mm. if you keep on breaking their body that's one thing but the moment that you get in, into a man's head mm -hmm. into a woman's head and then generationally break that mm -hmm. then that is again how many more generations to even try and reverse that right yeah but these ideas now are a paradigm shift that has to happen yeah yeah, especially with the bleaching, I mean, me, me and the Vinci can speak to that. You know, our, our Jamaican culture and, and back home, they they were crazy with the bleaching, man. And I mean, you know, I love I love Vibes Cartel. You know, so some of the artists up there, but the bleaching thing, like once he did it, it was like everybody, like now everybody openly. Before people were like, I'm not bleaching, I just I just haven't been in the sun. But now people, are, I wash my face with the cokes, a uh, cake safe so. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it's bad. It's yeah. very, very, yeah. very bad because you should be proud of who you are, your skin tone, your melanin, and you should just be proud of yourself. But mm -hmm. it is self-hate. We, we're taught self-hate very young through, not through our parents, but maybe the images and the people that were around. Mm -hmm. And it's just, go I, ahead, Free. Yeah, I, and I'm not saying some parents do things deliberately, but based on their ideals i'll say this so my family's from haiti right and even now through my children my mom is constantly making statements about my daughter's skin tone mm -hmm. it drives me up the wall mm -hmm. but for her especially you know uh she went experienced the whole haitian versus dominican Piece, right so now her ideal is if you are fairer you are going to be afforded a lot more things in life you're going to make it farther in life uh my mom has always told me growing up she loves my nose because it's so straight right i don't have a broad nose as she puts it and i don't think that she was deliberately <laughs> teaching me to dislike certain aspects about myself, but for her, culturally and generationally, what she heard and what she learned, and maybe even experienced, right? She probably, maybe she thought, you know what? Had I been lighter skinned, straighter hair, blah, 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 then her experience would have been different. So now, you know, she sees my children sometimes and she's, oh, what happened? She was so light when she was a baby. She was so fair. Or she says that her skin is clear, meaning yeah. it's light. Right? And this is my mother. <laughs> These are members of my family. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of Black families, we have this beautiful spectrum of skin tones.
but there's some uh, women in our family whose hair, you know, is growing like crazy and their skin is super, super light. And to know that they came from the same bloodlines, yet even how they carry themselves in comparison to, you know, the darker skin cousins and brothers and sisters and that, you can see it, right? Mm-hmm. Not just within one family unit. So to think of the ideals that are actually passed down, right? And I don't think it's deliberate mm-hmm. self-hate, but it's a generational ideal that being light-skinned is better regardless what island you're on, if you're in North America, anywhere in the in the world, right? India does it, mm-hmm. uh, the Philippines for sure. Even I work with an Asian lady and like she glasses, she has this big wide brim hats on in the summertime. She's walking outside with an umbrella at all times. She does not want to get dark. And yeah. she's not dark skinned period, right? But they avoid it at all costs because really this ideal of the lighter you are and the closer proximity you are to white is good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the Philippines and the India because I was going to touch on that too because uh, there is two sides to oh. those and you only get to see one side because you know in India there's a lot of Indians it's dark very dark right and same with Philippines a lot of people don't know that because the lighter side or the light get pushed to the front same with Brazil Brazil is just like that right Brazil is like that. Uh, also, Portugal is like that a bit, because a lot of people don't understand. There's a lot of lot of black people in Portugal. Same like Danny was saying. Um, Colombia, like if you're not educated, Colombia is full of black people. Mm-hmm. You know, France. Look at France. Mm-hmm. Right. So pay back that money though. <laughs> Really no, dude, listen, I really didn't know about that until I posted it. And before I posted it, I had to watch it five times and say, what? Am I hearing this correct? Yeah. You know what I mean? So now I'm saying, okay, the Caribbean Islands, I mean, Jamaica, everybody was paying these. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But guess who got hurt the most? Haiti. Haiti did. Why? They revolted. Mm. Right? So it's like, well, no, no, because you're infringing on our money because we can't use your backs. We can't use your people. We can't rape your women. We can't pillage your land. So we're going to chill out here at the beach and you guys decide. You pay us so we don't re-enslave you or let us come back in and take your things. It was one or the other, right? And and what do you do when you're stuck between that rock and a hard place? You just have to pick your poison, which they did. And they've suffered the consequences of that. Severely. Yeah. Severely. Still, right? Is there anything else you want to add to to that that question that Vinci had for you? Yeah, like um I just feel like there's just so much ignorance, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. what people don't understand is that most of the slaves that were taken from Africa did not go to the United States. They went to the Caribbean, they went to South America, Central America, you know, so there are more black people in brazil itself than there is in the united states you know and i just feel like when the subject of blackness comes up amongst certain groups of people the conversation tends to look a little bit different like if you were to talk to somebody from brazil for example although um 
they do have different terms to kind of like measure blackness too, but nobody's really afraid to say that they're black. Even though they don't phenotypically look like a black person, they are saying loud and proud they're black. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But somebody who looks like me or like DJ from New York with Dominican parents, <laughs> but no, nah, man, I'm not black. I'm Dominican or I'm Spanish. Like, no, you're not Spanish because you're not from Spain. You know, like you, you are Latino, yes. But see, the thing is with Latino people think that race and ethnicity are mutually exactly. exclusive. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're not I'm like, yeah. you know, Latino is the only race per se that's not really a race because you can be of Asian descent. You can be of Caucasian descent. You can be of like, say, East, South, Southeast Asian or um, Asian, whatever, black. Or Indian. Or exactly. Or you can be a mixture indigenous. of all of things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if it's, it's, it's fascinating, but at the same time, I think it just, I don't know why it leads so much people to just deny what they, what they are. Like you can't even, you can't deny it. Like you look in the mirror and I would have arguments with people like, Oh, why do you say you're black? Because I'm black. Like I, I, I was left speechless. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've, I've never heard somebody who looks like me say loud that they're not black like that. It doesn't make sense. Because they're colorblind. They're colorblind. You need, to, they, you need to ask them, like, hold a bunch of colors and say, what color is this? When they tell you all the correct colors, like, so what color are you? Okay, but, then. You know, yeah, the but even to say, you know, I'm, I'm not black, I'm Dominican. or I, It's like saying, I'm not black, I'm Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's yeah. Like, no. Mm-hmm. So your ethnicity. Yeah. Is that is Jamaican is Dominican is whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But your race. And when people are looking to systematically oppress you, mm-hmm. they don't care where you're coming from. Exactly. They're looking at your race because I could have been born and raised in Japan. Mm-hmm. And I can say I'm Japanese based on my ethnicity because of the norms and the cultures and the beliefs and all of that that I've grown with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as, as, as you said, Danielle, phenotypically, I'm still a black woman, just a black woman from Japan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I don't know why they don't see it that way. Yeah. But the weird explanation I've gotten from people is that when they think of black or being black, they think of African-American. So they equate being black with being African-American. And there's a lot of stereotypes with being African-American. They don't want to be associated with that. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, well, my experience is different. So I'm not, okay, I get it. Cause a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm from the Caribbean. I don't have the same experience as a person that grew up in America you know, okay, that makes sense. My parents' experiences will be different from my my African-American friend's experience. You know, my parents didn't really experience systematic racism until they migrated to New York before I was born. And then which kind of motivated them to move to Canada in the end and settle here. But it's just like- Well, the racism is covert. (laughs) (laughs) They said, listen, I'm tired of it being in my face. I know you don't like me. <laughs> at least just smile and tell me no. Yeah. Don't exactly. hang a noose. Don't throw bleach on me. Don't try to set a cross on fire. That's too much. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's an interesting thing. But I like I, I kind of get that explanation, but I don't agree with it. 
because in the end of the day we're we're still all black you know what i mean when like sorry go ahead like what free was saying like when people are getting ready to do the oppressing they're not going to have a blackometer to measure how much prejudice you are allowed to 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 be served you know what i mean and that's the funny thing is even for that lightest skin person Mm -hmm. other than the ones that can fully pass Right, but even for that lightest skin person, they're not going to turn their gauge down because maybe you have either super light skin or you're closer to white or whatever, or your mom's white or whatever. No, they're going to be they're going to take it right back down to their mind's eye, that lowest part of that totem pole, mm-hmm. you know, and treat you as a black person in a very negative way. Yeah. Right. There's going to be no holds barred there. They're not going to do this calculation. Well, there's one eighth of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're just going to turn around into that black person that they're not about to help or support that, or they completely erase your yeah. blackness altogether. Oh, I get so and so's black. It's so hard to believe in it, you know, and they're just shocked about it. And so clearly they are, but also it's like other races too are gladly willing to help you erase that piece of you it's like yeah you don't you don't even want to recognize it anyway it's true there are even some families that will tell you when you're growing up not to marry a black person you have to marry someone else to better the race or mejorar la raza according to them and i remember one time i was dating a much lighter skinned dominican guy you know went to his house whatever his mom didn't think i spoke spanish so she was like, oh boy, why would you bring this dark skinned girl here? Like, you know, I'm pretty sure there's someone better for you that you could find. And this whole time I'm listening to this woman like, yo, I really want to scrap. But I'm like, you know, I need to have respect. <laughs> you know, my mom didn't raise me that way. But I was taking the Will Smith route. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to throw that in there. I, hey, listen, I'm always going to be the antagonist. Don't mind me, man. I'm gonna buy shots all over the place. (laughs) But like when I say like it felt like a stab to like my heart, like that kind of that really hurt me for a very long time because I was like, I'm a good person. What like what is wrong with the way that I look? Like why is the way that I look so offensive? You know what I mean? Like, oh, if you marry, if you get, if you have kids with her, imagine what type of hair they would have. Like, she was going on and on and on and on, just about, like, everything. Oh, at at least, you know, she she doesn't have those big old lips and a big old nose or whatever. And I was like, well, like, I I don't know. It was very, it was really hurtful. And it kind of opened my eyes up to the way that they see Black people. And... I honestly think that they need to start having conversations because a lot of people just don't want to talk about it, you know, and, oh, we're not racist. We're not racist at all. I have, I have family members of all different colors. Yeah. But how do you treat those family members? What are the things that you say to them? You know, like you need to start being more aware and um, start accepting yourself. There's nothing wrong with being who you are and embracing who you are and just loving who you are and stop teaching your kids foolishness that lighter skin is better. Mm-hmm. you know because it it's like we need to a whole rewiring of like our our psyches and just stop the psychological i think it's psychological abuse warfare man you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no it is it is it definitely yeah. is and that's what's keeping us down 